Welcome to Uncontained, episode 133, and I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend, and uh, I sure know I did. I got it kicked off right with uh, a little Ace Boone comedy at La Estrellita in Oakland, and yes, Valeria's Friday is the last Friday of every month. I suggest you check it out, and I uh, got to see some really cool comics there as well, and then after that... Uh, took a trip and did some beer tasting in Napa. That's right. Uh, Stone Brewery. It was, it was very cool. Shout out to them there. And, uh, may have got a couple new listeners at Stone Brewing as well. So enough about my weekend. Hope you all had a great weekend and enjoyed that three days off. Now, this week, I have a very funny comic on the show for you, Frankie Marcos. I saw him in Oakland about a month back, and uh, was like, I gotta get this guy on my show. So, went, talked to him, we worked it out, found a time to do it. If the beginning and the end of it have a slightly different sound, that's because, well, my recorder had some technical difficulties, aka the plug got ripped out of the wall, and it didn't save the first half of the conversation. So we actually had to go back and re-record part of the conversation to make things make sense later on in the episode. And that's enough of my talking. Let's just jump to the show. Plug in your earbuds because this is how Frankie Marcos lives uncontained. How are you doing today, Frankie? Oh, I'm doing more than good and better than most, my dude. Sounds good, man. Thank you for joining me on the show today. And I actually saw you a, I don't know, it was probably about a month, maybe two months back. I believe it was at the layover in Oakland. I saw one of your sets, thought you were funny. I was like, got to have that guy on my show. And I'm glad we were able to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for, uh, you know, connecting and you know, you meet good people when you're when you're doing what you love, you know, so it's a good thing we connected so we can do this shit here. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, um, well, let's just start at the very beginning. Like, what were some of your influences that got you into stand up comedy? Um, I grew up, you know, 90s. So I saw a lot of slapstick, a lot of Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, uh, you know, Chris Tucker. I saw a lot of Chris Farley and David Spade type movies growing up. So those are probably my heaviest influences. So just kind of, you know, being silly as shit growing up was that and playing basketball were the two things that I was just really good at. And okay. obviously I can't play basketball. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I, lots, I watched a lot of that stuff. And my mom was an actress. So um, she used to p- play like little characters. I remember she used to do teatro, which is, you know, the, you know, uh, Latino theater at uh, the Mexican Heritage Plaza on the east side of San Jose on the corner. It's probably like a 200 seat theater or so, and okay. um, she used to do these. Yeah, she used to do these like amazing characters. She did like this play called Our Lady of the Tortilla, or and she would just. My mom's like clumsy and just kind of you know she's a little ditzy. I love her to death, but she just is that way. But when she was <laughs> on stage, she just she transformed into this character, and you were like, man, she's really damn good at this. Like you know, it was really fun watching her growing up, and then. My dad was just kind of a a head mailman, dick joke teller that, you know, so that's kind of where the fusion of those is what made me, so that's how it started. 
So you picked up the performing side from your mom and uh, the joke telling side from your dad. Is that kind of how yeah, it happened? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's more entertainer trying to learn, you know, and I kind of learned how to tell the jokes, how to tell real jokes and not shitty dick jokes, but you know. <laughs> I'm jumping back here a minute. Uh, you mentioned that some of your influences were, say, like Adam Sandler, Chris Tucker, Chris Farley, David Spade. And I know I know some of them have done stand-up, but they're more known, at least more now, commonly known for, you know, being in the movies and that slapstick-style comedy. How did that influence your stand-up style? Um, so I think they... Uh the Chris Farley and all that stuff just kind of influenced the wanting to be funny factor. Like as a kid watching that and being obsessed with it and rewinding it over and over and saying all the lines and doing impressions in school. And it just kind of, that's what made me want to be funny was them in general. And then I didn't discover stand up until a few years later. And uh, I just knew when I was a kid, I just wanted to be funny and act silly and make people laugh. So that's what got me started. And then I didn't start stand-up until I was 21. So they were, you know, that's... And along the way, I just started discovering stand-up comics. And I was like, oh, that's something I can do. You know, I can act and I can do stand-up. But it started with the YouTube channel first, doing the acting. Okay, very cool. So they actually... They kind of served as your introduction to comedy when kind of opened the door to you discovering other stand-up comedians and maybe even their stand-up comedy? Yeah, hell yeah. They kind of yeah opened the door. They're the, the entry-level interest of comedy, and I was like, man, I want to do this shit really bad. <laughs> I just want to be funny. They were the gateway drug. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yep, they were the... They were the gummer of comedy. They just got that little taste in my gums, and I was like, oh, this feels good. I wanted to do more. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, you mentioned just a second ago, uh, you you started a YouTube channel before you did stand-up comedy. What type of stuff did you do on your YouTube channel? So when I started the YouTube channel around 22 years old or so, um, I started with just a very easy like Facebook rant about what's annoying you know, what are annoying things that people do on Facebook? What are things? And then I did an Instagram one, what's called Instabool. Like, what are the annoying things you do? People do on Instagram. Like, they post pictures of a plate that has nothing left on it but sauce. Or they put pictures of their nasty-ass feet on there. <laughs> you know, just ridiculous shit that people do. And, you know, and I just started with that. And then I just tried out a bunch of different things. I went to FanimeCon where everybody dresses up. Um, in costumes of Pokemon and all these, you know, different anime costumes. I went to that. Um, and then I did, like, I did some did some rapper stuff. I did Lil Wayne uh, freestyle. I did a 2 chains freestyle. That one got, like, 5,000 views. And a few people tried to steal it and repost it on their YouTube channel. I got on this hip-hop website. I got, like, uh, 100,000 views. And it did pretty good. And then um, so it's, like... A whole variety of stuff. I did one about sports with girls, how normally when a dude plays ball with the girl, he'll, you know, let her win or just kind of play all cute. Like, no, I go hard. Like, in the sketches, like, I pull out a whistle, I'm calling fouls and going hella hard, sw swatting her shot, like, just wilding out. Oh, those that, that guys, girls in sports. So I did, I did a lot of different stuff on there over the few years. 
All right. So what are some of the other uh, rappers impersonations that you... Yeah, so you were saying earlier you do some impersonations of rappers, and one of them happens to be 2 chains. I actually found out uh, not too long ago uh, through uh, one of my guests that that wasn't his original rap name. It was Titty Boy. <laughs> yeah, Titty Boy. Yeah, yeah, like I, I was like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" I might have just stuck with Titty Boy instead of going to Two Chains. It sounds a little catchier to me, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! All right, man. So, what is next for you? Like, you have the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. you have the stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, what's 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 coming up? Anything on the horizon for you? Um, I guess my next thing is, I mean, I just moved to Oakland about a month ago, so that was a step up uh, from San Jose. I love my city, but I'm just saying that it's very limited in San Jose, and out here in the town, there's a lot more. It's way more lit, more things to do, more stage time, more culture, more things to see, flips to my reality. So now I'm, I'm in a different environment. I'm in the hood now. You see hood shit, you know. <laughs> I'm out my mama's house now. I got roommates who are young dream chasers. So my whole reality is different now. So I want to spend the next couple of years here, uh, maybe maybe more, maybe less, uh, kind of, you know, soaking all this in and, and talking about my life now and where it's going to be in the next couple of years. So I'll be here creating um, content on YouTube, Instagram, and then, you know, obviously doing stand-up. Where I would like, what I would like to do next is become a feature in comedy clubs within the next year, um, and that'll enable me to, you know, make more money than I'm making now in comedy, and, uh, <laughs> you know, be able to do this more full time. You know, hopefully full time in a year is my goal. You know, um, okay. So uh, that you know, just uh, improving and stand up, and then the long term is, you know, I want to be on Wild and Out. Um, I want to do some, you know commercials or you know acting um whatever that may be opportunities i want to do that maybe like some voiceovers i like to do that stuff i want to draw more um you know and kind of show my fans that i could do that and you know maybe relate to some other people and i I just want to inspire people you know to take life on and do whatever the fuck you want to do you know um uncontained nobody's telling me what to do you know what i mean like I do lift now, and sometimes people will be like, hey, but you don't have insurance, or but you have to pay for gas, or they start looking at the negatives, but those are fucking schmucks that I don't associate with. But like, <laughs> I love doing lift, man. Like, seriously, I love it because I'm meeting people in this new area. I'm yeah. learning, learning the area, the outside of Oakland, and seeing a lot of cool stuff, meeting a lot of cool people that are Bay Area folks that are dope, you know, some other people chasing dreams too, and um so you know i just i love where i'm at right now i'm very happy i'm um you know bettering myself and um meeting a lot of good people and so you know i'm just living life and trying to really get better bettering myself every day and trying to get better at comedy you know every day and so uh you know i plan to be here for a little while eventually la or new york probably la in a few years okay very cool man very cool and uh also with your new roommate slash uh creative uh partners Mm -hmm. you are starting up a new podcast as well right yeah yeah the so the oaktown soul podcast is uh 
happening and there's a few episodes out already um so some people know a lot of people know that i've been working with the team it's not uh i didn't do that i never uh wanted to do that before but i really love this group of individuals who are now my roommates um oaktown soul is a hip-hop brand um it's multimedia you know we do a podcast um we have original music we have young mcs producers engineers djs just a bunch of young talented people who show a lot of love to each other push each other um and we create a lot of original content together and we're just kind of growing and you know they're my roommates now and you know so it's it's really cool so you know make sure you check out oaktown soul they're on instagram at oaktown soul facebook all that shit make sure you check them out very cool very cool so were they were they were you creating with them before they came became your roommates or did you start that after you became roommates after it's, it's a weird story it's like i always i believe strongly in the law of attraction and you know embracing your you know manifesting your greatness and your positive thoughts you know that's what becomes reality the more shit you focus on in your mind become your conscience comes closer to you know your your mental activities and uh when i met them um it was at a fat joe kmel vip interview and i was like oh cool i like fat joe i'm a fan uh this will be cool maybe i'll meet some people yeah it was more on my mind was who am i gonna meet there who can i network with rather than fat joe i love like he's cool but i'm like but what's up with what's really good you know who can i meet i want to utilize my time wherever i go so i instantly talked to the people in the room where we were chilling before the interview started I'm like what's good man i'm frankie i'm a comedian uh what's your name blah 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 and you know of course there were some young mcs you know i met sean and teddy in there who are uh some of the leaders of oaktown soul okay and i was like okay dope you guys you know you're young dream chasers dope you got instagram boom everybody in the i got everybody's instagram in the room see who's who's really rocking who's not you know who's bullshitting and and me and sean and and teddy connected right away and you know we really hit it off and we're talking a lot kicking it throughout the whole interview and afterwards and you know and then we kind of kept in touch and then built a relationship and they told me i went to their old spot out here in oakland which is nearby and you know we started connecting and they said you want to be a part of the team and i was like hell yeah i was like you know i'm a i'm a young hustler man i I really do this so you know if i fuck with you guys i'm gonna push you guys i hope you guys push me and you know we can create together i would love that oh yeah you know and then they said they were gonna move and i was like man i've been wanting to move to oakland for the past year but i haven't found the right roommates and like because i don't want to move in with comics because a lot of them are fat or lazy or too weird (laughs) or just depressed or alcoholics like not all of them but a lot a good amount you know so it'd be hard to find roommates a lot of them are broke as shit too yeah um so i was like you know i've been looking man i feel like this could be destiny you know what i mean like you guys are making a move into a house i'm been looking to move into a house i'm ready i got my credit debt out the way like i'm ready to do this shit and then it, it fell into place you know like like you know god's plan whatever you want to call it <laughs> you know i was like it, it's the law of attraction it's you know good people you're a good person you put out good energy you're gonna meet good people man you know 
Hell yeah, man. We That's, right here right now, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know? And uh, working on creating shit, bull chasing dreams, and yeah. uh, that's kind of what this show was about in a way. Right. Like, kind of to see what people are doing, creating, what they're working on, and also to yeah. help inspire other people who might be at home on the couch right now or on their commute to their job that they hate. Yeah. And um, are listening and be like, dude, I really want to do something else. Yeah. So, like, what advice would you have for somebody who is looking to become a stand up? comic uh if you're funny and you know it and your friends have told you and your family's told you your teachers or your co-workers it's hard as shit i'll tell you that but if you're somebody who's ambitious if you're somebody who's tough-skinned like do that shit man they, there's enough room for all of us there's the competition is crazy nowadays you gotta be all of it you know jack of all trades you got to be a business person you got to be able to market yourself on social media you got to be a stand-up comedian you got to be an actor there's a lot and there's a lot of competition there's thousands of comedians in the bay area alone so Mm -hmm. it's hard but fucking life is hard man everything we do is hard everything we do is risky going to work is hard going to work is driving a car is risky so take take the risk on whatever you want to do you know you're gonna die we're gonna fucking die live this <laughs> shit up man so if you if you want to do stand-up practice right first thing you do is write write okay. down everything write down any funny thought that you have all of it whatever you think is funny and sit down and go through it and trim the fat you know kind of short spread it out you know like like dough on the on the paper when you write it out write out all the shit and then you know cut the fat you know what what's i i got all these this long ass story that leads up to a punchline let's trim this damn story and make it short gets to the punchline quick once you have that down and you've done that and you feel like you got five minutes of of material practice that shit in your room i used to do that i used to grab a water bottle and i would look in the mirror like a schmuck ass and talk to a fake audience in my room (laughs) until i felt comfortable to do it on stage and when i got on stage i was scared as shit i wasn't ready but you know i did it you know and uh so just you know write write all your shit a lot of people go i thought of something and i didn't write it down i gotta start writing shit down you damn right you have to write shit down it's you know you just got to get a good habit of doing that but if you, if you want to do stand-up man do that shit there's enough room for you to be famous there's enough room for you to have fans at least it's enough room for you to have stage time and there's plenty of it because comedy is so hot right now like yes there's all kinds of especially if you're in the bay like i'm in the greatest place in the world man in the bay or if you're in arizona or uh you know uh denver new york uh seattle chicago then you're in one of the hot spots to do comedy there's a lot of shit you could do and they're amazing cities by the way oakland is dope as fuck too and sf also but so you, we're in a time where you can do you can even do it on your phone like there's so mm-hmm. much you can do to create content you know so just go for it man and don't waste any time saying i gotta i just first i gotta do this first i gotta Shut the fuck up. Just do it <laughs> now, man. Right now. Right. Start writing right now. Clarify that I mean right now. I'm really glad that you said one part 
of that. Like there's enough room for everybody. Yeah. Because it's the same in podcasting right now too. There's some people out there who think like, well, if that guy makes it, I can't make it. That guy's taking my spot. Yeah. But no, it's kind of opposite of that. Like if that guy makes it or if you make it, you can help that other guy make it. Or they can bring the more the more attention that you're getting in your scene, the more mm-hmm. attention that's going to come to you and everybody yeah. else in that scene as Absolutely, well. Man. So people, I think that's a good mindset to have too. Yeah. There's enough room for everybody. Yeah. That's a winner's mentality that you, that you and me both have. It's you give and you get back dude. like, if you're trying to discourage somebody and you want to take all the shit from them and hog all the stage time or, you know, whatever that shit is toxic. For you mm-hmm. and for the comedy community or whatever art community you're in, that it's terrible. That's that you're not giving back. You're not gonna get anything back. You can't take, 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 and expect to be happy or to get anything back. But when you're giving and you're being good to people, you got a good reputation. You're gonna climb up the stairs a lot faster and get to where you want to go way faster. Yes, yes, I hear that, man. So, uh, what are you doing right now to promote yourself? So I got, you know, Instagram is the biggest shit right now, like the hottest as far as people looking at it. Like uh, Gary Vee was talking about how social media is the new news sources. Like (laughs) people look like Facebook is CNN and, you know, Instagram is Fox. And like it's like people are staring at their phone for a big ass part of the day. So if there's two billion people on Facebook out of seven billion in the world, that tells you how much money you can make and how much of an audience you can make. Like everybody's on there. So you're, we're outruling TV. Like with social media, you can make a lot of money and you can go really far. So I'm on Instagram all the time, more than Twitter, more than Facebook, more than Snapchat, any of that shit, <laughs> you know, and because it, it's the hottest shit and I, I like it the most too. Like I like being on Instagram and I like all the avenues that you can go with it. So I have, you know, I have a marketing, the, the team helps me with my marketing and okay. they've gotten me a lot of new fans and new followers and I just keep creating content. So I try to do, uh, I push for every day a new post and if not, I have at least my story updated every day. You know, and that that helps people like get interested and really come out to shows and, you know, support. People have bought a lot of shirts from me. I have my own Go Frank Yourself shirts and I had tank tops, hoodies and a lot of people show a lot of love. And I'm very lucky to have the fans and support that I have. You know, people come to my shows, they pay for tickets, they come to free shows, they buy shirts, you know, they rock my stickers on their construction helmets or water bottles or, nice. you know, they promote my, my shows. Like they, I got a lot of love and a lot of good. I have a great reputation in the comedy community too. So the comedians support me too. And I support them and you know, it's, uh, it's really cool. So what type of information or what type of posts are in your like stories? Like what do you what is your typical story post like? Uh, <clears throat> I like to give people like in the stories, I give people me like this is this is Frankie's. This is how Frankie lives. He's um, he's at the gym and then he's at an open mic and then he's writing or, you know, he's at work and, you know, he's uh, whatever. Just kind of what I'm doing and who I am and um 
you know, I'll say some motivational shit or I'll say some ridiculous, mostly more ridiculous shit. I try to pitch in some motivational stuff, not too much, you know, because I'm a comedian, but I do like to inspire people. Yeah. But it's just kind of, you know, just daily stuff, pictures of my planner, showing people like, look, man, I got this planner that I have holding right now as we do this. I love my planner and it helps me with a lot of shit. I book all my shows on here and I write down my, um, you know, when I'm working or pay dates or how much comedy money i made that month and it just helps me realize all my progress and you know how things work um i'm showing aaron like my my month and how busy i am and how it helps me push with my goals and you know it, I, I encourage everybody, if you're listening, get a goddamn planner. That people, A lot of people, I have all my events on my phone, but it's like, dude, you're checking out twerk videos and shit. Just <laughs> get the planner, man. When you write it, it's doing something. In There's a connection between your brain and writing it down physically, you know, and then you talk about it. You're, you're learning in three different ways, you know, and yeah. that's, um, you know, so I, I encourage the planner. It's so I, I don't know, but I just, you know, random shit, you know, gym stuff, uh, the planner that when I'm at shows, funny stuff that's happening in my life, you know, weird shit that's happening around me. Okay. You know, a lot of funny stuff and a lot of just me, who I am, what I do. All right. Very cool, man. Very cool. So like if you're somebody's like looking to like start growing followers on Instagram, what is your best advice to them along with that? um hashtags is huge uh comedians give me shit about hashtags like, oh frankie always has a 30 hashtag shut the up you guys are idiots hashtags are very useful um like i have two examples like when i first started on instagram i was posting a lot of sketches like little selfie sketches okay. you know every almost every day more than i do now and um one of them somebody was looking up a hashtag they saw my video and it was this rapper um and he had like 4,000 followers at the time. G Slur, shouts out to him for supporting me. He posted uh, one of my, he reposted one of my sketches at nighttime. And in the morning when I woke up, I had like almost 100 new followers just from one of my little videos. And it was, there was a bunch of comments and some of them said, I'm a fan. That's hella funny. I'm a new fan. But I, nice. it was the first time that I had heard fan. I always heard supporter or I'll come see you. The first time I heard fan. So I got real fans from this dude from a fucking hashtag, dude. So I was Hell like, yeah. I always tell people about that. Like, that shit is real. And the other example is um, my boy Roman Suarez, the funny Latino. Uh, this fool from New York, he was looking up hashtags. He saw my shit. We started following each other, interacting on comments. And then he... Uh, he tells me, I like your stuff. You're young. You're hustling. How about this, man? If you want to come out to New York, I'll pay for your plane ticket. All you got to do is hook me up with some shows in Cali, wherever it be. And I was nice. like, dude, that's crazy, but fuck it. Let's try it. And he came through. He paid for my plane ticket. I stayed at his house, drove his car while he was at work. We played a prank on him and told him that we crashed his car. <laughs> called him up and I was like, yo, your car, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We called him while he was at work, me and his cousin. But, uh, you know, but that shit happened, man. We connected. I went out there. I did some shows in New York. I stayed in the Bronx. That shit was sick as fuck. New York is amazing. And then when he came out to Cali, he stayed at my house. You know, I took care of him. My mom cooked some bomb ass food for him, you know, right on. and, you know, I got him on hella shows. He came down to L.A., rocked at the Laugh Factory. Roman Suarez, shouts out, doing good things. Also a great guy. 
So you hashtags, man. People think that shit is a game. That shit, what? Think this is a goddamn game? <laughs> These hashtags, bro. That shit is real, man. Thought you were so, gonna go into DMX there. This is yeah. not a game. <laughs> it's the dough. <laughs> Put the goddamn <laughs> hashtags, man. That shit is huge. And then post consistently. Try to post at least once a day if you can. You know, whatever it be, and try not to make. If you're gonna make a post, try to make it with good lighting, good sound. If it's gonna be a video. Just make it look captivating at least a little bit. Like when people okay. post, a lot of comedians post shitty content, man. And they're going to probably be bitter about me saying this, but I don't give a shit. They'll post like a picture of, I don't know, like a piece of trash that was next to another piece of trash and it had like <laughs> some tiny little joke in it. It's like, and it might have been a little bit funny, but it's like, yeah, but that's for Facebook. Like, don't post. A okay. shitty ass picture of garbage, literally garbage on Instagram. Like that shit is garbage. Don't post that. Just post something that looks cool. Just some, do like a funny pose. Jump in the air and take a picture. You know, post with the silly hat. Something that's unique and that looks cool that people will stop and go, "Oh shit, that's tight." You know, a okay. good picture of of a building that actually looks nice. Or you know, if it's a selfie, get some goddamn good lighting. People posting whack ass selfies in the dark and. Or they'll post videos recording themselves talking, dumbass close to their face, where it's like right in their grill. Like, bro, nobody pull the camera back, man. Like, <laughs> just make it look decent. You don't have, have to it make all, it look like a pro, but just post something that looks cool. Have it all dark in the background with like the light on, so it looks like the Blair Witch or yeah, whatever like that. So. Exactly. <laughs> that nobody's gonna fuck with you. Yeah. You're not gonna get followers like that. You know, nobody's gonna follow you when they see you posting pictures of your feet and empty plates, like I was talking about. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that shit. What about your feet on empty plates? Then you might you yeah, you're gonna get a thousand new creeper followers. You'll get some <laughs> fucked up messages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, hmm, I like to eat feet. Uh, <laughs> Just uh. post like vibrant shit. Like the the lighting looks nice. You know, the sound sounds good. Very simple. It's not hard. Well lit feet pictures. All right, cool. <laughs> we got that. All right, that's what I took away from it anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but all right, all right. So now, what would be a highlight or two that you care to share um, from your from from doing stand up with the uncontained audience? uncontained man uh this shit is raw i i like the story uh i like the one titty story i like to tell this one on the podcast. one titty story yeah me and my boy me. michael brandon who got me uh who's done a lot for me as far as when i first started out he kind of was like he checked me as far as like yo you only go to this one open mic what are you doing there's hell out here you gotta hit him up you gotta start grinding more you know and i was like i gotta get up early for work and he's like yo like what the fuck are you talking about you, everybody makes sacrifices for this just come to this late open mic so i started doing that he helped me grow a lot uh at the time of this story uh we did a show in some random ass town near santa cruz and uh there was like the i don't know town hood rat little town slut or whatever i respect <laughs> women but this bitch was a slut but uh okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh we did a show and afterwards uh she was like you guys were funny and she's like she told michael brandon she's like do you want to see my tits and he's like sure and then like <laughs> they probably they weren't very they weren't grade a tits they were probably like uh 
I don't know, like Didi's level tits, Walmart tits. Like they they weren't okay. that good, but we just wanted to do it for the hell of it. I, I sound like a piece of shit. I'm a good guy, I promise. But um, <laughs> it was just funny. Like, come on, man. I'm young. I want to live. Like, yo, she's gonna show us her titties because we did comedy. That's cool. That's funny. That's fun to talk about. Yo, you know, she showed it. So she showed her titties to him, and she's like. You were funny, but he was better. I'll show you one titty. So she showed me one titty because I wasn't <laughs> as funny that night. I was okay at the time. You only got one Walmart titty, man. Yeah, one Walmart titty. <laughs> that's where I was at, you know? But I, I got to headline, you know, on the same night as Michael Brandon. So, yeah, what's up, man? You featured for me. Right man. on, right on. But uh, I ain't shit yet. But uh, Two chains would have got two tits. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I like telling that one. That one's funny. It's, uh, you know, um, when I first did stand up i've said this on another podcast too but it was interesting because my boy rodney shouts out to rodney he's a world-ranked chef rodney baka okay. baka sauces on instagram uh he uh got me to do my first set when i was 21 years old working in a restaurant the grill uh, at the sap center he was like, yo, why you make everybody laugh at work? Why don't you do stand-up, man? And I was just like, oh, oh. I was terrified <laughs> at just the sound of it. Knowing in my heart, that's what I've been wanting to do my whole life. Yeah. And it took him to tell me. And I was like, oh, okay, I think I could do it. And he's like, why don't you start writing? I'll set it up at a bar in the city. My brother works at, you'll do an open mic. I was like, all right, I'll start writing. And then a few months later, uh, the day comes around. I'm hella nervous. I'm with my best friend, Gabriel, Gabe Knox. Shouts out to Gabe Knox. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we went to a dive bar in SF. His brother was working at. And he told me it was going to be open mic. So I, I, I got when we first got there, me and my boy Gabe were sitting in the car. I'm rehearsing over and over. I'm hella nervous. We go inside. Um, and uh, I'm like, where's the other comedians at? Where's the microphone at? He's like, don't worry about it. Just focus on you. So I'm looking around. I start taking shots. I'm nervous. I took like four shots. I had like two beers. I'm shit scared as shit. And I'm like, where's the other comedians at? You know, where's the mic? And he just, don't worry about it. Just focus on you. Still getting <laughs> drunk. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, yo, where the hell is everybody at? What's going on? And he's like, it's just you. All right. We got stand-up comedy, blah, blah, blah. We got Frankie Marcos. Let's give it up for him. No microphone. Just me on a stage that's literally like three feet by three feet. Tiny Man. little stage. I had to project my little bitch-ass 12-year-old voice you're hearing right now. I had to project that to and the whole bar. And this is your first time First doing time. This? He set me up with this shit, but it, it, you know, it trained me well for what I've encountered in the past, which is the mic going out, you know, yeah. you got to adjust, you know, so that, that was a, a, you know, a fun time and it went terrible. Like there was a few, <laughs> there was a few laughs, like, you know, there's a, a few collective laughs that were very flat, like little laughs, collective laughs. And then like one guy that laughed really hard a couple of times, you know, like he loved it. You know, but <laughs> otherwise, as a collective, that shit's terrible. Like overall, that shit was whack. And it took me three months to recover from the shame of that to come back and try it again. And the second time went shitty. Third time went shitty. Fourth time went good. Like out of nowhere, for some reason, the fourth one went cool. And then I started getting better from there, you know. What was it that kept you like coming back? I know it took three months the first time to come back, but what what inside you kept being like, okay, I got to get back on stage again? I just knew in my heart that I was like, I'm funny. I just haven't figured this out. You know, I don't know how to tell jokes. This is my, it's brand new to me. I can be funny and act out shit, but stand up is a whole nother art. And you can see a lot of these YouTube comedians struggling with it because you have to be witty. It's very easy to write YouTube sketches. Like, 
I mean, there's some really great ones. Don't knock me that are brilliant. Yeah. Do not, you know, get me wrong. But there's a lot of simple ass sketches you can do and formulas you can do to make very simple, funny YouTube sketches. And you have edits and you have sound effects and music and, you know, angles that, that really illustrate funny things that make them funnier. With stand up, you only have the mic and you. That's it. You have no no mm-hmm. cast to back you up. Cameras aren't backing you up to look, to make you look good. You have to create something that has a, a beginning, middle, and end. That has maybe a twist or a turn or a good-ass metaphor that drops a punchline that makes everybody's brain at the same time go, that's funny, ha, ha, and then you have to do it <laughs> over and over. And in order to do that, you have to write something that's, clever man you gotta really think your jokes through you know like there's some shit that you can do that oh balls and dick and oh sex uh, sex is funny that everybody can do that shit there's a lot of dick jokes that you can come up but like as far as really making a lot of good content for stand-up it's it's hard you know but i love it do you find yourself staying away from the dick jokes then I try to. I, I, I do drop some hacky shit that you've, you know, a lot of people have talked about, you know, like I, I got something about getting your butt licked, like that people know um, that like it's funny fucking getting your <laughs> butt licked, you know, it's easy. It's funny as is, you know, or like some relationship stuff that's very common also. Yeah. But I try to stay away from it, you know, and just kind of. You know, talk about that's all you do though. It's just you just document your life. You're a comic. Yeah. That's you. That's your job. That your calling is to be funny. Document your life. What happened? What's funny in that? Is your dad disappointed that you don't do dick and fart jokes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm probably like, secretly. I'm not, probably. I'm not delivering you any mail anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just let him have that shit. He's he's always texting me stupid shit. Like my dad. This is how he is. Like he uh, he texted me one day. Mijo, I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong. And I'm like, fuck, my dad's like 60. I'm like, what's going on with him? He's a pretty relatively healthy dude. He's athletic. He's not fat. I'm like, but maybe he has some type of health problem. So I'm like, what's wrong? And he just texts back, my boto's getting longer than eight inches. I'm like, you <laughs> schmuck ass. Boto is dick in, Fil- in Tagalog, in Filipino. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> he always has boto jokes dick jokes yeah and that's why i say he's, he's a dick joke teller that's some people are like that all the time they always tell shitty dick jokes. <laughs> that's how he is all right man so that's that's great though um, oh, i gotta love dirty dad jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a good guy just you know he's uh you know pothead great guy though he always he took care of us you know taught us a lot and you know right great, on great man. Guy. wise man Right. So when somebody does come to your show, um, what is it that you want them to take away and remember about your performance? I want them to feel good and I don't want them to feel shitted on. Some comedians, there's always going to be a victim in comedy regardless. I'm going to offend somebody probably. You know, there's probably going to somebody's at least one person is going to be like, this motherfucker's not funny. He's too good looking for comedy. He's too fit <laughs> for comedy. Whatever it be. There's always going to be schmuck asses or haters that you're not going to be able to please, and that's fine. But the people that do like me, which is a lot, I'm fucking lovable. All right, fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> the people that do like me, I, I love them back, and I want them to feel happy. I want them to laugh you know, as much as I can get them to laugh, and I want them to be like, yo, this fool presented himself well. He has good posture. He's a nice guy. He shook my hand. 
you know, he, he was funny and he was cool. He was a good guy. I want people to feel that. And I want them to also feel as they follow me on this journey, I want them to get inspired just like you want them to get inspired. I want awesome, them to be man. like, look at this fool, young Mexipino killing shit. Look at he's bettering himself. He's being good to people. You know, he's being funny. I want to do that too. I want to, or I want to do that better. Or I want to, you know, in some sort, I want to make, you know, life good for the people around me. We're all connected, man. This whole universe, all of us are connected. When you do, when you shit on the sidewalk, somebody steps on it. When you <laughs> shake somebody's hand and you smile and you say, oh, I love this restaurant. And somebody else goes, I love it too. You can make a good impact or a shitty impact. And I want people to see that I'm trying to make a good impact on this world. And awesome. I want to have millions of fans someday. And I want to, I got big dreams and I want people to dream big too. You're only here for so long. Fucking dude, have fun, man. Like when I hear people say I'm bored, Joe Rogan has said this before, but I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and Les Brown and motivational shit. When people say I'm bored, that's stupid. How the fuck, how are you bored, man? There's so many incredible things in this vast universe that we live in. Like there's so many art forms that you can get obsessed with and you can better yourself and you know you can read and you can do comedy or you can whatever the hell you like doing work on it you know grow learn you know travel work like at least go make more money what do you do go get some overtime or go get another job go get another skill go start bartending or serving or you know be a fucking card per dealer like just get another <laughs> side hustle at least don't just sit there that's the worst thing you can do yeah. is sit there and i i used to be lazy i used to be everything used to be given to me it took a long time to mold who i am now the integrity part it takes a long time you got to work on shit every day to get those habits down but you know that's what i want people to remember me as that guy was good he was a good person and he wanted people to be good too that's that's the biggest part Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Very, you sound like a very wise man, man. Even even at a young age, you got yeah. a lot of uh, good wisdom to share. Thanks, man. And I'm not smart. I'm not smart by any means. I shouldn't I, I didn't say, say that. I didn't say you were smart. I said you were wise. Exactly. So a, <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, it's true, though. And like, there is I'm a difference. I'm trying, trying to like read more and just be more woke and kind of, you know, and just get more knowledgeable like i make a lot of smart decisions and i'm smart in some ways but i'm definitely like there's a lot of conversations where i'm like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> but uh wisdom is definitely strong but uh i do gotta you know i gotta read more and you know be more informed but you know yeah smart can be found in books yeah wisdom yeah. comes from experience yeah exactly so it's kind of you know it means you've lived some you know right. and you can always get smarter not everybody gets wiser right right yeah I really do appreciate you coming on my show, man. I yeah. appreciate your energy for me, and, man. uh, you know, your desire to actually help inspire people as well. I do have one final question for you. Right. Um, but before we get to that question, where can people find you online? What's your social media? Where's your corner of the internet? Uh, <coughs> Frankie M comedy, Frankie with the I E Frankie M comedy is like my handle for Instagram, for Facebook, the youtube.com slash frankie m comedy once again just keep it plush straight across um so that's you know and then f hit me up on youtube man hope leave some drop a comment subscribe i'm gonna be dropping some new content very soon within the next month um so just you know follow me on instagram 
you know friends with me uh, friend me on facebook frankie marcos um you know and then subscribe to my youtube channel you'll see a lot of growth and you know you'll see a lot of good things i hope you know i hope you like my stuff and you know follow my shit all right hell yeah man so frankie it's that time man time for the title question of the show frankie marcos how do you live uncontained i take life on man uncontained unchained i don't let nobody dictate what i'm supposed to do you know i live my life by my rules i have my own schedule i do what the hell i want to do i love it um i got you know a lot of great people in my life um i i do lift and uh you know and then bartend part-time so i can make my own schedule you know and i love that freedom and it allows me to work with my stand-up. So if I need to go out of town or if I need to get on a flight, I don't got no boss to be like, okay, uh, can, can, can I request paid pay, pay time off? Or can, use a, uh, can you approve it? Fuck that. I don't have that anymore. And I'm never nice. going back to no office job. I, you know, I'm grateful for what I had, but fuck that, man. I'm living my life the way I want to. I'm taking life on. I'm hungry. I'm doing what I want to do. And my goals are big. My dreams are big. So, you know, I don't I don't listen to doubters. I don't listen to haters. I just take life on every day. And I listen to positive, spiritual, motivational shit every morning. I listen to comedy every day. So that's all that I reprogram my mind. So I'm happy now. I have happiness in my life around me. I got dope ass roommates. I live happily like I have good people in my life somebody's a, a negative or somebody's annoying and schmuck ass in any way i don't fucking associate <laughs> with them you can have my respect i'll shake your hand you know yeah. but i'm not gonna spend any of my precious time that god has given me on your whack ass lifestyle i won't do that I, I run with people who are really cool and i've learned that you know you got to utilize your time every day so i try to do that every day and you know i do dumb shit too and i have moments where i'm not motivated you know i'm nobody's perfect i'm still learning a lot every day you know but i just you know i i dream big and i, I fuck with the right people and I, I have faith in myself so that's that's what keeps me uncontained man Awesome, man. Awesome. Those are some, those are some great uh, guidelines to live by, right there as well. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people are stuck in the office job thing. Yeah, and, including me at the moment. But yeah. uh, I mean, I'm still at the Shark Tank. You know, a lot of us are in the jobs, but it's just you know, you should hopefully you have something that it's it's leading into. Hopefully, you're working and you also have something on the side or at least yes. a hobby, you know, just to free. It's nothing wrong with having a job. It's just as long as you're fulfilling your mind, body and soul while you have that job. If that job is draining you, get the fuck out. But if that job is not bad, it's not a bad environment. Keep that shit. If you're making good money, you got a good environment. Uh, by all means, keep doing that. You know, if that's what you like, especially to keep doing that. But, you know, if it's draining your soul and you're not doing anything for yourself, you're not doing anything for your soul, like playing basketball or you yeah. know, playing cards or whatever lights your soul on fire doing comedy, then you got to absolutely find something to, you know, that's good for your soul and good for your body, you know. Yes. Working yes. or not. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. And I thank appreciate you, you having me into your home and your studio B to record this. <laughs> and uh, I have one final thing for you to do. 
What's that? And that is sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Absolutely, man. I'm a young dream chaser. I'm a comedian. My name is Frankie Marcos, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Frankie for joining me. And uh, please, if you enjoyed the show, take the time to share and rate the show on iTunes or the pod player of your choice to help people find Uncontained a little easier and just to spread the word about it as well. The show and the entertainers that are featured on Uncontained. You can check out the show at uncontainedpod.com. And as always, until next time, live uncontained.